Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. It'd be cool if I could say that, right? This episode is going to talk about the sentiment of, is coming back after having a baby hard? That was a such a pure question that was asked me by a guy I do jiu-jitsu with. He was probably 20 years old. Just again, such a pure question um, after finding out what I do for work, which is always a little tricky to explain, especially to a 20-year-old guy. But I loved the sentiment because it was so simple. Like, so simple. Is it is it hard? You know, is it hard having a baby and coming back to feeling like yourself, coming back and doing the things that you want to do, the level of performance that you want to achieve? So I, I honestly had to like pause for a second. Because it's not a yes or no. The answer is, it's just different. And of course, it's hard, right? It's acclimating to a new life, a new body, a new brain, a new routine, and anticipating the needs of a brand new human that, yes, you made, but like, (laughs) you don't know yet. You're having to adjust to a whole new life, a whole new human, and honestly, a whole new version of yourself. And that, is hard. There's a significant learning curve that takes place early postpartum that requires acclimation. And when you are in a season of trying to acclimate to this new reality, it makes it really difficult to feel like you have any kind of normalcy, any kind of routine, any kind of version of your previous self. And yet, we have been taught to be hyper focused on what was on. Well, I got to get back to what I was doing. I got to get my body back. And you've heard me say this probably hundreds of times, but it's kind of reframing that concept to, I need to move forward and work towards what is. Yes, you can be in a season of what I call, uh, and this episode is not PG, um, of what I call like fucked up acceptance, where you're like, I might not like how I feel, or how I look or what my like routine is right now because you're not getting to do life on your own terms but you also find a way to just accept it. Now that is not something that I learned until my second pregnancy um and that was after having to do a lot of self-reflection on what I wish I would have done a lot differently in the early seasons of motherhood after having my first baby. Things that I felt I just missed out on because I was so hyper-focused on wanting to feel like myself again, that I never allowed myself to just be and really like get to know who I was becoming as a mom. I was like in survival mode in so many different ways and just hyper-focused on wanting to feel like myself again, instead of relearning myself. So again, I didn't learn that like level of fucked up acceptance until I was postpartum with my second baby. 
because then I had perspective. You get like a certain level of maturity, I think, with every single baby you have. Um, and for those of you that are on baby number three and beyond, I mean, I'm sure you have oh, like so much more maturity. And we also know that every pregnancy, every postpartum, every baby, every experience, even for the same mother, is different. So we just learn new levels of like fucked up awareness and acceptance um, as time goes on. And that's the tricky part of this conversation of is having a coming back after having a baby hard in a lot of ways. Like, yes, it is hard because it is different and different is an opportunity. And so let's talk about some of the opportunities that exist here. I think when you are postpartum, you are at your most vulnerable. Your tissues are absolutely vulnerable. They're still healing from a traumatic experience, traumatic physiological experience, no matter how the baby came out, even if it was a really great, straightforward birth, overall, it's still physiologically traumatic event that does require healing from the inside out. And healing requires time. A lot of athletes do not like to wait. They don't want to honor the time that is needed to truly recover. And that's why there's that six to eight week period of really minimal activity because your tissues are healing, because you know you have a wound that is trying to heal on the inside of your body. Like things are so different. If you can't even have sex for a while, let's not really talk about running or going back to CrossFit right away, right? Yet that is where our mind goes as athletes because we were doing it when we were pregnant. We were doing it before we were pregnant. We um, it makes us happy. And that is an identity that we still feel very attached to. And when you feel like a lot of things are out of your control, which is very common experience in early postpartum, in particular, you want to go to the things that are familiar, that do fulfill you, that do make you feel more like yourself. And we have to find a compromise there because while your brain may be ready, you're like, yes, I need to do something. I'm a lot of sorts. I need to feel like myself again. Your body is simply not ready yet. So how do we find a compromise, right? Because this is a time of significant growth, painful growth, where you might have your your expectations and your ideals of like, ideally, this is my nursing schedule. Ideally, this is the sleeping schedule. Ideally, this is what my birth experience would be like, or my postpartum experience would be like. If I do all of these things, then this is going to give me X, Y, or Z outcome. Now, that's just not how motherhood works. And unfortunately, that is a lesson that is learned very, very early on in the game um, where you can have all of these expectations and hopes and ideal scenarios. And then you have your reality. Learning to be in your reality is, it is so hard, especially for my athlete brained humans out there. We are used to, if I do this, and I put in enough work and I work hard enough. And if I follow the rules and if I do what this says or this person says, or if I do what I did last time, then this is going to be my result, right? We're kind of like these process-driven humans where if you do this and you follow these steps, you will get this result. And unfortunately, humans and little babies, they just don't work that way. They don't really care about um, your process, they don't care about your ideals. They, they, we have to acclimate to them. And that's why that season of acclimation of being a brand new mom or of just being a mom again to a brand new baby, whether it's your first or your fifth, 
there's still a season of acclimation to your new life, your new routine, your new body, your new brain, your new needs, your new routine. All of it is new. Therefore, you cannot expect the rigidity of what used to be before you had this whole, all these new variables to deal with, right? Again, your body is healing. Your brain is like everything about you is tired. Everything about you is different. Like your body is just truly different, not just healing, but like the size of it is different. Like your boobs are different. Your, your brain chemistry is different. Your relationships are different. Every single thing about your life is different. And of course, there are so many beautiful elements to that season, but it's really hard to see that. It's really hard to see that when you are a driven, athlete-brained human. You're like, I love this baby. I love this baby. And I am so grateful for what my body has done for me. I'm so grateful to be here. I do love a lot of this. And this is so freaking hard. It is really, really hard for athlete-brained women to be needed to the degree that you're needed postpartum. That was probably what took me a really long time to realize about myself was it's not, (laughs) there was a lot of factors that made my first birth really challenging from a traumatic delivery to postpartum depression to just like not understanding my abs and my changed body. Um, But it was just the magnitude and the frequency of how needed I was when I was so used to having a pretty like independent lifestyle. You know, I could work, I could work out when I wanted to, I could eat when I wanted to eat. Like there was just so much more freedom. And I think that there's an aspect of grief when you lose that freedom in your body, in your routine, in your abilities, when things just change and get different. So we can have so much gratitude for this baby, for the season of life and not wish it to be any different. And I think there's just an element of grief that comes with kind of losing a previous version of yourself that you will not get back again. And before you shut off this podcast, because you're like, you're depressing me, woman, the version of you on the other side is so much freaking better. And so is the life. The life around the corner (laughs) is so much better because you become better. You become a better athlete. You become a better human. You change but you gain so much perspective and it's perspective that could not have been learned any other way. Yes, it comes with struggle, but it comes with so much freaking growth. I talk about um, athletic maturity a lot. And so much of our athletic maturity comes from the perspective of now having a whole new layer of responsibility in our life. Like you become a better athlete because you're like, I know how to manage my time so much more efficiently. I understand my body so much more intuitively now after what it's been through, through pregnancy and postpartum things that I maybe ignored or dismissed before about my belief systems around food and my body image and all these things. I have to deal with that head on now because now, now I also have a baby and I don't want to like, I don't want to bring that into this aspect of my life. So it truly forces you to take a hard look, a hard look at all of our BS and say, how do I want to show up now? this new opportunity. Again, we're not going back. So how do we want to show up moving forward? How do we want to train? How do we want to feel about ourselves? How do we want to feel about our life? Because again, it is different. And it's an opportunity to kind of rewrite what we want that to look like. And it will not be perfect. Again, we can have this sort of game plan of ideals of, you know, expectations. And then we have to sift through our reality. 
So I know for a lot of athletes that I've worked with, from professional level athletes, just your everyday mom wanting to get in a couple workouts a week, I think the bottom line is they want to do something for them. They want to feel good in their body and they don't want to feel vulnerable and broken. They want to feel strong. And strong is relative, right? Strong could be deadlifting 300 pounds and repping that out, or strong could be deadlifting a stroller into the back of your SUV and not having back pain. Strong is very, very relative. Returning to what you want to do is also really relative. For some, that's making a run for the Olympics and proving themselves and all the haters wrong. For others, it's it's finding two days a week to work out again. And it's making that commitment to themselves. So it really is all relative and it all matters. It all matters. We, because that you are not washed up. Like that's a really important sentiment because I think it's also easy to, we're either like pushing boundaries and saying like, F it, I'm just going to go full send and then trying to get quote back to who I was and what I used to do. And we just put on that athlete brain into like autopilot and push through. There's that route. Or some people are just so defeated and overwhelmed that they're just like, I cannot, I cannot do anymore. I can't even, I cannot get in this workout. I cannot get the physical therapy. I cannot do this because I am just so overwhelmed. And one more thing is just going to break me. I don't know what end of the spectrum you fall on. And honestly, throughout both of my postpartum experiences, I think I, I fell into both categories. It's like off and on, like, it just depends on the week, depends on the month, depends on whatever it might be. Um, so you don't necessarily just identify with one, with one category, but what I'd like to encourage you to think about doing is finding this happy medium of like, how can you honor the process of relearning yourself and doing what you can to commit to this evolving side of you as an athlete, as a person pursuing this level of athletic maturity and perspective that comes with being an athlete mom. Again, athleticism is it's a spectrum. How can you do something for you without it being all or nothing? Because that's what we tend to see is this all or nothing. I'm either going to like go full send and push through and shove my feelings and my reality down. And then like, honestly, you end up anxious, depressed, or hurt eventually. It's just a matter of when. Or the other side where you shut down, you don't really make time for yourself, and then you become anxious, depressed, and resentful. So like either way is kind of a a shitty dead end. How do we find that compromise of in the middle? The messy middle of I can commit to trying to take care of my body the best I can because that is just as important as taking care of my baby's needs. It's knowing if it's not working for me and it's not working for my baby, then it's no longer working. When we're trying to push through these significant seasons of struggle, like, okay, maybe we have to adjust the sleep routine. Maybe we need to adjust our uh, infant feeding expectations. Like what adjustments can we make? Okay. Maybe we do need to go to a public floor physical therapist and make that one-time investment because God, getting an idea of what is actually freaking going on with my body is going to give me freedom. It's going to give me permission. It's going to give me education and insight to know what to do. Right? Like there's so many different elements of taking care of ourselves. It doesn't have to be extreme, but it can be something that helps move the dial. And it can move the dial gradually because postpartum is like the purest form of progressive overload. And that's a strength conditioning principle. You all have probably heard it before, 
Um, but it essentially means doing more over time. And time is a, a significant spectrum. Um, but if we take the first year postpartum, for example, we chop it up and people want to know, when can I do this again? Or when can I do that again? I want you to think about it in terms of these segments. So the first four months, three to four months postpartum is a significant, significant acclimation period. This is not a time for speed. This is not a time for intensity. This is not a, a time for uh, frequency of training. This is not a time for getting back to what you used to do. This is about doing the freaking minimum. It's about doing something. Yes, rehab. Yes, more generalized movement. Yes, trying to fuel your body. Yes, prioritizing sleep. Please, to the best of your ability. It is about the. T- it is a time period of doing the minimum to take care of yourself enough. It is not about being a martyr and doing like nothing for you and only being available for baby. Like, of course, that's a huge focus, but also there, there has to be, I hate the word self-care. God, I hate that word, but I'm like blanking on another word to use, but like self-care and honestly, self-preservation is probably the word I like more during that time period. Self-preservation, what you do now in this vulnerable, messy period, that sets you up in a lot of ways for your postpartum return. And you know, if you've listened to me blab enough on this podcast and on social media, my business is not just about pregnancy and postpartum. That is obviously the focus. But I'm in the business of helping women pursue a lifetime of athleticism. And what I know, what I know from both personal and professional experiences coaching thousands and thousands of women around the world of all different goals, all different athletic abilities and experiences is like, you just have to give yourself a lot of time. You have to adjust those expectations and you have to be able to make do with the reality that you have instead of the reality that you wish you had, the reality that you used to have being able to adapt to what you're in right now and taking that time to self-preserve during that fourth trimester. Because again, it's not just about pregnancy and postpartum. It is about setting yourself up for a lifetime of athleticism, knowing that these seasons, pregnancy and postpartum, are a catalyst for that. This is the first time we've been truly forced, for a lot of us anyway, generalization, to deal with a lot of our bullshit. It becomes so exposed. From nagging injuries to you're peeing your pants during double unders before you go have a baby, well, like probably a lot more now. So from like different injuries and symptoms that get really exposed to our BS belief systems around body image, maybe it exposes eating disorder behavior that we have that we thought was like on lock. And then now it's all brought up again because you're 40 pounds heavier than you used to be. And the number on the scale is messing with you. The stretch marks on your stomach is like super like frustrating for you. And like you, there's self-hatred for your body. It forces you, these seasons force you to look at all of your bullshit, all of it. And your bullshit, man, just like, it's so important. It is so heavy. And it's a lot to carry when you are already carrying the responsibility of acclimating to this new life. That's why these seasons matter. That's why. Again, I'm in the business of supporting women through their lifetime of athleticism. And I know that these are the chapters that help women actually do that. 
actually do that because it exposes so much of our vulnerabilities. It exposes so much of the things that we have pushed down, pushed through, and you can't really do that anymore. You can't because all of our vulnerabilities and limits are exposed during these seasons. We are vulnerable mentally, physically, emotionally because so much changes and because we are changing whether we want to or not. Changing no matter what. These seasons force you to change. First baby or fifth baby, you are changing. So again, these that I know I kind of went off on a tangent there as I usually do. Um, those first four months, they're really just about self-preservation and acclimating. And then I'd say months like, you know, four-ish through seven-ish are a season of like really just rebuilding. It's like getting some kind of consistent routine in for you, knowing that there has to be adaptable discipline. You can introduce discipline during that season. You're like, I work out three or four days a week. Cool. And I'm just, that's not a expectation I'm putting out there. That's just an example. I'm going to work out three or four days a week. And it's probably going to be 20 or 30 minutes max, but this is what I'm committing to. But you know what? Baby's sick. And if I only get in two workouts this week, that's cool because I'm playing the long game. This isn't a timeline that I have to, um, that is set, that is rigid. I know that it's not just about what I'm trying to do now by any certain date or what I think I should look like at seven months postpartum or what somebody else looked like at seven months postpartum or what I looked like at seven months postpartum prior. This is a new game. This is a new process. And it's giving yourself a lot of grace. And I like adaptable discipline. You have discipline. You're instilling a little bit more into yourself because it is important to find yourself again. It is important to have that time that is for you. You're an athlete mom, athlete brain. That is part of your identity. And you can reclaim that. It is there. How it is reclaimed, how it is performed, that's the part that has to be adaptable and will continue to be adaptable. I am six years postpartum now. My shit still has to be adaptable and I still have so much more freedom than I've frankly ever had in my life in terms of how much I can work out or what I can do just happens to be that way. But we can have that. You learn adaptable discipline in the trenches of postpartum. It's coming back after having a baby hard. Yes, because it's different and different is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to use adaptable discipline, to learn it, to practice it, to really implement it and believe it instead of put your head down and push through. It doesn't matter if you didn't sleep, doesn't matter like this or that. I got to just go, go, go. This is not a time to be like Jocko brain, right? Or David Goggins brain. This is not the freaking time. It's not. And you can love them. You can hate them. The sentiment is it is not the time to default to the extreme athlete brain, even though that is what you are probably kind of programmed to do. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a high likelihood that you are very passionate, very driven. You want the best for yourself. You want the best for your family. You're going to push and you want to be successful. So we have to relearn where to set that bar at because you already are all of those things. You are already good. You're already driven. You're already successful. You are already doing a good job. You're already doing a good job. It is just that hard. So you might not feel like you're doing a good job, but like I'm telling you, it is just that hard to feel like you have lost so much of yourself while at the same time, like there is this crazy foundation being built brick by brick that is exposing this whole new side of yourself and what's being created within. 
So give yourself that time. And then in months like nine, eight, nine through a year postpartum, you're starting to get it. You're like, yeah, I feel like I have, I'm understanding my body a little bit more. But if you're nursing, like you have a really solid routine down. Now we're introducing new variables, right? Because your baby is maybe having a changed nap schedule or we're introducing foods. And there's just, there are always elements of change. This is called adaptable discipline still, right? Like the discipline of still napping, still feeding, still doing this, but adaptability in how that routine is achieved, how these things, success and health is being measured both for you and baby. Again, these themes stack up and um, carry over into a lot of different ways. And you're just learning more about your body. If you're symptomatic, by now, maybe you have a better understanding of what things cause symptoms, what things feel pretty good to do after. If you do have symptoms, you know what you're working with, you know what you need to do, you have a lot more body education. And I will say this at the same time, if you're feeling like you're just now kind of getting your shit together and you're like, okay, now I'm understanding like something doesn't feel right. I don't feel like I can really run like this anymore or, or deadlift like I used to, or this weight feels weird. Like, okay, then now is a time where something different within your body is being exposed and you can always get support. You can always get help. Though it is never, ever too late. If you're listening to this and you're 10 years postpartum and there's issues that you're having, symptoms that you're having, prolapse, incontinence, diastasis, hernia, like hip pain, back pain, any of the orthopedic pain that you think maybe started around pregnancy or postpartum, there is help. There's a lot of help. So pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, absolutely a great resource to have. Pelvic floor physical therapist, at least for a one-time consult. So you know what you're working with. Cause like I could maybe deduce, like I could have a conversation with you, kind of troubleshoot, have a conversation and get an idea of like, well, you might have a hypertonic pelvic floor and we could do these things. If I think you're symptomatic of prolapse, or there's a good chance you may have prolapse to some degree. Like I could troubleshoot that from the outside in through a conversation, but it doesn't replace most like the affirmation and information you get from like a truly actually hands-on, even hands in some cases, um, consultation with a pelvic floor physical therapist. And then it helps me do my job. And by me, I mean, honestly, myself or any of the pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches, we have 2000 of them, over 2000 of them all over the world in your community that could help you. That is why our role and our job is so incredibly important um, to really help women who are experiencing these significant seasons in their life, knowing that it's a catalyst. Again, it's not about pregnancy and postpartum. It is about what they want to be doing a year postpartum, 10 years postpartum, or, or 30 years postpartum. It's supporting them because we have one body. We got one body and our bodies will change. That can be a really hard thing to see. And a lot of times pregnancy and postpartum is the first time we've seen our body change dramatically. And we can logically know well, I like, I don't really have the same body as I did at 20. So why am I so hard on myself now? And logically, I know that I'm probably going to have a lot more wrinkles at 50. Okay. Like I know my logically know my body's going to change. My boobs are going to change. My stomach's going to change. Maybe I gain weight. Maybe I lose weight. Like we logically know that we will look different over time. If we have, if we're lucky enough to have the freaking opportunity, right? If we're lucky enough to live a long life, then we have to embrace the quality of it. And that starts by addressing our body, our brain, our energy, 
and our needs mentally, physically, and emotionally during seasons like pregnancy and postpartum, postpartum, where that is so exposed and so vulnerable, where you really have an opportunity to learn a lot about yourself, to have a lot of reflection points, and to have the perspective of like, what do I want? Like, what do I want for myself? What do I want now? What do I want it to be long-term? What's in my control? Any mom will tell you that motherhood is hard because there's just so much that we can't control. We want to protect our babies. We want to protect our experiences. We want to protect just the sacredness of so much of this, this opportunity that motherhood is. And there's just a lot of things we can't control. So we have to get really good, really good at controlling what we can and adapting to everything else. Because again, we might have our ideal scenarios and situations and what I wish I looked like, what I wish I could do, what I wish my routine and reality was like. And then we have our reality. Where am I at right now? And it's not that you won't be able to do those things. A lot of it comes down to time. Time of just acclimating, letting your body heal, letting your body rebuild, rehab, like just find a new homeostasis. And it seems like a really long time when you're in it. And I'm going to be one of those annoying people that tells you it's not that long. It's not because suddenly you have a six and a 10 year old and you're like, like, and you, you do, you do miss it. You do miss it. And was I a great athlete at one year postpartum? Yes. Yes. Because I was a great athlete for the season of life I was in, even if it was the minimum, even if it's different than what I'm doing now, I was still great because great is relative for where you are at. And it's not over. Like I said earlier in the podcast, like you're not washed up either. You still, even if your body has changed, even if it's different, even if you're not running the same mile time you used to or deadlifting the same weight that you used to, you have the opportunity to explore a whole new side of yourself of fitness. There are endless opportunities to redefine who you are as an athlete, what you do, what you want to do, what's available for you. Like I've never, ever, ever, thought I would be doing jujitsu. Nevertheless, starting that as a mom, like in my mid thirties, no, never thought. There was nothing that was a, a sport or movement pattern that was ever on my radar. And now I freaking love it. And it's never too late. It's never too late to learn something new. It's never too late to try something new. It's never too late to redefine what athleticism looks like for you. Maybe you're going to become a runner. Maybe you're going to go to group fitness classes. Maybe you're going to pursue yoga. Maybe you're going to run a half marathon. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know. But your time is not over, even if it looks different right now. It's supposed to look different. Just like your life right now, at maybe you're in your 30s. It probably doesn't look like it did when you were in your early 20s. And for most of us, that's probably a really good thing, right? Like, it is a good thing. So you have to give yourself that grace, that time, that patience to practice adaptable discipline that builds your athletic maturity and let these seasons act as this catalyst because that will give you the perspective. I feel like what athletes need the most is perspective. They have to be reminded of like, you're not actually supposed to be good right now. Like you're not supposed to be a really good athlete right now. Like you're supposed to just be figuring out your life and you already are a good athlete. You have nothing to prove to yourself or anybody else. 
But sometimes we need that permission, that permission to be different, that permission to take the time that we need and know that it's not over. You're not going to be worse. You're not, it's not going to be, you're not washed up. It's not over. You have so many opportunities, so many, but it's hard to see that when you're in the trenches of postpartum, like you can't see the that expression. You can't see like the forest through the trees, you know, we're just get so hyper freaking focused on the body in front of us, the baby in front of us, the day in front of us and how overwhelming it is. You cannot see the big life you have ahead. All of the different athletic opportunities, all the ways your body is going to keep serving you. Even if your body is different, even if it looks different, even if like things don't function, maybe the way that you wish they would or used to or whatever, there's still so much we can do that can help us have the quality of life and the quality of athletic performance that we desire. This is why I feel so passionate, (laughs) obviously, about coaching this population and I knew that my voice, my guidance, my resources and programs, none of that is enough because we have women in gyms, in communities all over the world that are getting pregnant. We have a whole new generation of pregnant athletes. Whereas like when I was pregnant, that was not even a term. That wasn't even a thing. You know, um, we have come a really long way where we've really normalized athlete mom culture. And for as far as we've come, there is still very little support, very little understanding of what the female athlete needs during these seasons. Because if you tell them to never run and never and just do yoga and use pink dumbbells, they're going to roll their eyes at you and you've lost instant credibility. And on the other end of the spectrum, if you just tell them, oh, just listen to your body or like, I don't know, like do what you've always done. You're fit. You'll bounce back, kind of dismissive, right? So, like, female athletes deserve more than that. That's still a problem. That wasn't just a problem 10 years ago when I was pregnant for the first time. That's still a very common problem. Now, even though we've moved that dial, it has been moved enough. And we need people like you listening to this podcast who can learn, who can share, who can pass on information, who can become who you need it who become who your clients need, if you're a coach listening to this or a practitioner. Female athletes need to be seen, heard, understood through these seasons. They need coaches who get them. They need practitioners who get them. They need peers who get them. There's significant opportunity to help this population because it's no longer a special population in the gym. This is the majority of people you're going to be working with. Again, it's on behalf of this lifetime of athleticism, whether they are thinking about becoming a mom one day or they're 20 years postpartum, the commonalities run through. What they need mentally, physically, and emotionally, what they need from a performance standpoint, from a core and pelvic health standpoint, from just all of it. Like there are so many common denominators and we want to set them up for success for the best quality of life and quality of athletic performance as possible. I would love for you to join me Becoming a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Enrollment on that opens so soon. So I want to make sure you are on the wait list to save. You will change the game for yourself and for other female athletes. You will. You will be somebody who truly changes the trajectory of somebody else's life. And I can tell you firsthand, it is the most rewarding job with so many different 
like different applications, different ways to use it. Whether you're the friend who's just like, man, I'm so grateful my friend here knows all of this because you're like the go-to friend who can answer, or you're the coach, or you're the physical therapist, or you're somebody who works in a totally different field and you're like, I kind of want to do this on the side though. Like there are so many opportunities to use this curriculum, this education, this knowledge to help others. And I would just love to invite you to join to join us in that because it is such a grassroots movement. I launched it for the first time six years ago. And we're on our third um, like version of it because I, I continually update it. It tends to be like an every couple of year thing for me. Um, and I, so I redid it here in 2023. And I am excited about all of the new curriculum, all of the new interviews, and just having the most up-to-date research, but also like practical application for working with a variety of athletes. And again, an athlete is anyone pursuing fitness across a spectrum of interest and ability. So I'd love to have you join. It would mean a lot. And you will you will change someone's life. And it, whether it's your own or somebody in your community, someone at your gym, you are who they need. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week, and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and postpartum athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you and please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information and this work. Mm -hmm.